Will Wednesday ever miss a penalty again? Not as of this episode of the Owls AmeriCast, Sheffield Wednesday Opinion with an American Accent. I'm your host, Jeffrey Paternostro, uh, and we're moving uh, next week. It's 10 minutes up the road as opposed to five days across country. But to that end, I'm trying to clear some stuff out of my fridge. And while we do not have uh, Mike Laroon on tonight, we do have one of his favorite beverages. Because it was in the fridge. I need to get it out of the fridge. From the Incline Cider Company, it is their Marionberry Cider. It's like a blackberry and apple cider from, where is this, somewhere in Oregon, I think? I remember exactly where. Want to have, have, have the can right here. It does not actually say on the can, which is not particularly helpful. Oh, Auburn, Washington. There you go. Not Oregon. But in the uh, general Pacific Northwest. Not in the Pacific Northwest, in the Atlantic Northeast, it is our New England owl, Justin DeSorger. Justin, what are you drinking? Hey, Jeff. Uh, good to see you. I am drinking uh, one of my all-time favorite beers, which I don't see a ton of these days, but Berkshire Brewing Company. Uh, the BBC. Uh, the steel other BBC. Rail, <laughs> steel Rail Pale Ale. Um, so good, yeah. The more important BBC, as yes. far as I'm concerned. Um, you and I both went to college out there. Uh, that was one of was the first... When the brewery uh, first started. Yeah. One of the first microbrews you could actually get. Uh, it was that. It was uh, Magic Hat number nine and like Sam Adams, basically, were the three. Yeah, sort of. there were a few. Uh, Otter Creek up in Vermont Otter was Creek, a real yeah. early uh, one. And then uh, was it Smutty Nose? One of the New Hampshire ones was yeah. real old. Smutty Nose Porter. But... Yeah, you could get that around a little bit. Yeah, but the Berkshire Brewing Company was great. They used to have a deal where on Mondays they did all their canning and bottling. Um, mm. And it, if you went in and worked a four-hour shift, they'd give you uh, six growlers to take. <laughs> That's home. a good college. So gig, yeah. I definitely, yeah, I definitely <laughs> skipped skipped class a few Mondays to take care of that. But it's a great beer. I, I found a sixer mm. uh, at one of my locals, and uh, yeah. I've really been enjoying having. I do it. miss that stuff. Long Trail too. All the uh, uh, yeah, all those twenty two-year-old college beers that were better than... Uh, I mean, look, I drank a lot of 24s of PBR, too. Don't get me wrong. But, I mean, I see every once in a while. I get a nice... Uh, a nice it's a treat. Or, yeah, it's a treat. Not as much of a treat as doing a Wednesday podcast again. But uh, there's some good stuff to take from the last week of football. We will review the Saints and the Stockport, cover the Wednesday news, and preview one of my least favorite fixtures, a trip to Hull City. But we will start. It's just I don't like going to Hull. Hull and Birmingham. Wait, wait, wait. I just always slogs. Uh, just unpleasant games. Still, still a treat after League One, though I suppose. But Everything's start, a treat after League One. <laughs> we will start with the Southampton game, and we're going to stick with a, a word or two. And mine was role reversal. That was what was pretty striking to me of this game is that this was. Now I know how Agerton Stanley feels. I guess when we uh, just came in and knocked the ball around against them for. For two years, uh, look, I don't think this was a terrible performance on balance. Uh, you can even say they were a little hard done to not get a point out of it. But look, a, a really, really good move for the second goal. But this was just, it was like watching a Wednesday game in League One from the other side of the fence, right? You know, Southampton pretty much had as much possession as they wanted, knocked the ball around, you know, cut Wednesday open here and there, but like Wednesday in League One, didn't always take advantage of the possession or couldn't find the the right ball in the final third. 
uh, you know, and in the end, look, in the end, they got their, like, like and then once they got an equalizer, it, uh, they played better in the second half, but a little against the run of play, right? We, we've certainly seen that in uh, Wednesday's away fixtures in League One. And then, look, they got the, they did finally pressure Wednesday enough to get the, to get the second goal and saw it out from there, as Wednesday were pretty good at doing, especially towards the uh, latter half of the last season. Very, very yeah, weird the, and uh... uncomfortable feeling. The 24th minute of the game, Jeff, you texted me. We are definitely no longer the bullies, Justin. Mm. And that's exactly to no, your point. No, we are not. Yeah. And look, again, it's the same. A lot of players came in the last couple of weeks that weren't in the squad for this game. They were playing two fullbacks that weren't actually fullbacks in, in Patterson and Famewo. Um Though, you know, the wingers, Windass and... Uh, God, I've already forgotten his name. We're off to a... Uh, Delgado. Delgado. Uh, weren't really able to push up. They had a lot of defensive responsibilities, especially with Southampton having the ball and working down the channels. So Gregory was very isolated up front. And they got a run in the midfield. Uh, other than that, Mrs. Lincoln, how was the play? <laughs> well, well that's different. Di- like you said in the preview, right? Like two of the players from the squad are already shipped off to West Ham in the four days. Like getting Southampton as a first fixture was not ideal but i do think it gave us a little preview of what wednesday's in for in this league now um yeah james ward prose that will be his only championship game this season uh the game in which he completely pulled all the strings <laughs> yes. against us terrifying I mean, um, his actual two free kicks weren't that good but it's just terrifying every time he stands over to see him set up i know i had head in hands a couple times yeah. um, we had a really nice meetup uh in boston which was good to see graham was out Demi was down from uh Nova Scotia, and we got a new, uh, I forgot, a new addition in the New England Owl family, Evan, who had uh, emailed me towards the end of last season, which I totally forgot. And uh, he kind of rolled in the door, introduced himself. He was a really good guy, knows the game, and was excited to get to meet some other Wednesday fans. My friend Robbie was there. I had my kids. So we had a nice little crowd over there. Um, I mean, my word was acceptable Mm -hmm. in that, uh, two two factors here. The first one is most of that game, especially the first half, was staggering. The uh, gap in quality. Uh, they were at 80% so possession it, or whatever it, is, it was. It's certainly a gap in quality, but I also think it's just they had a... They were just so much better drilled. Which I think uh, even about the, that, that's the quality I think the, That's where I think the quality comes in. But, sure, that's I'm certainly part of it, yeah some of that so i don't want to make excuses i want you to recognize that they have a team valuation going into that game of 350 million pounds our team is valued at just under 14 million pounds mm. james ward prouse alone is worth three times right. our team so you're talking I think about he sold for about that too so. <laughs> yeah yeah um you're talking about that level of gap i mean this team's been in the and, Premier league for what almost 15 years now before they uh uh, I forget what I said. Yeah, it's got to be about right. I think yeah. it came in like 2008, 2007, 2008. So it's a good shout. Um, but it, a lot of people were not happy with the way that we played um, in terms of setting up, you know, in that 4-4-1-1 yeah, and low block and doing it. But we almost, we had to do something like that given the gap in quality and doing it. So it certainly and- wasn't. And look, the most again, exciting, they, they had but... all that possession. They did, outside of the second goal, look, they got some, and even, you know, notwithstanding the first goal, they got some good looks from outside the area and had some 
you know, frightening shots from out there, but that's where their shots were coming from. They were not really right. uh, penetrating the defense. I thought Hekwe and Iorfa were quite good. I thought you know, Famewo maybe a little stretch. I thought Famewo was fine. A little stretch at um, fullback maybe, but yeah, he wasn't. Uh, well, he had a lot of help. Um, he when did. He probably could have closed down but, a little better for the first so goal. So he but, definitely should have closed down better for the first goal, but one could also argue maybe Windash shouldn't have chased uh, – yeah that winger who had the ball that deep uh, into Fumweo. Um, they were really trying to take advantage of that of us. Uh, there were multiple times early on where you saw uh, Patterson and Delgado, uh, you know, kind of heatedly talking, not in a bad way, just, you know, the emotion of the game and kind of saying, hey, I, I need to be here. You need to be there. You, you could tell that, you know, we wanted to, and we saw more of it in the second half when we brought the subs on. We wanted to play that 4 2 3 one. We wanted to you know, kind of spaced it out. But when they had the ball, we were that four four one one with minimal press and dear God. You you could, know, they couldn't get like, you, you can't. So I, I get why they set up like that, but it's just, there's no pressure valve release, right? Gregory was not the center forward for that kind of play. Like his holdup play is good when the wingers are pushing forward and making runs off it. But when he's right. just standing, like there's just, they can't, the ball just comes back the other way immediately. It gets, either he gets, he loses headers, the ball gets stripped off, because there's just nothing he can do with it at that point. Yeah, he's a delight, but he's no Jamie Vardy. Um, but, yeah, we, we just couldn't. And, and the problem was then, too, you had, we wanted to counterattack, mm. and that was obviously it, soak up the pressure, hit him on the counter. We had no speed to counter. Um, we right. saw the advantage of that when Fletcher and uh, – Usaba came in in the second right. half. We were Usaba actually able to made a, uh, apply pressure and counter quickly at them. Um, but like we also a, had... Musaba doesn't even look like... You watch it, and I don't know, maybe I've just been watching too much Wednesday or too much League One football the last couple of years. I haven't like adjusted to how fast Musaba is. It's, it doesn't look like he's going that fast. And it's just like, oh, the defender's not catching him. It's just like he's, just, he's just running by people. Like... It doesn't look like he's like super pacey or exerting himself. It's just like, oh, he is just going to go. Oh, he's very smooth, direct. man. You know, Delgado's not fast, but he's very direct, which I thought I liked, which I thought was a good, uh, good fit for this game too. And he got opportunities. I liked him on the ball overall, um, but I, I thought the other problem that we had, we we lacked the speed for the counters. Mm-hmm. The other problem that we had is our two central midfielders right yeah. that four four two, our Backinson and Box, who. Backinson had a great game. I, I always like Will Vox, but there's no creativity there. No, you need so George Byers. Every, right? it's every, comes down every time yeah. we got that ball in the first half, we just trying to boot it at the funk away. Yeah. We just cleared it out of there. And again, now you're talking about, like you're saying, you've got Gregory trying to battle against two, you know, play, and they were pushed so far up. Yeah. You know, there was no... Why would they? You're not going to get a ball over no the top room. that they can't track down with that lack of speed, so... Yeah, no, it was... Southampton, great game plan from them. You saw yep. both the best and the uh, worst of what Russell Martin can yeah, do yes. in that they really didn't. I mean, I would say they probably had a good three to four scoring chances. Yeah. And, you know, they finished two of them. Um, it was a great, great shot on the first goal. Again, he should have closed down. Yeah. Second goal was a little ugly. Palmer was directing traffic. They were Backinson just, I think they were just gassed around. from chasing the game at yeah. that point. Cause you could see it after like, Probably. they just, the last, after that goal went in, they just had no legs. Like, but that South was Tampa also just knocked a it around at will. Premier, a premier league goal, right? Mm-hmm. That oh, yeah. second one. I mean, that was, 
the run from Ward Prowse was ridiculous. Yeah. And he immediately touches it to Shea Adams, who, you know, at first I thought maybe Iorfa should have been a little tighter to him. Maybe he should have been. But at the same time, you know, Adams gets a foot and a half of space and immediately buries the ball. Yeah. So, you know, and at, at a certain point... Uh... Kyle Walker Peters, who was just absolutely torturing them all game. And then who was that? Uh, who was that kid they had on the left? Uh, name began with an E. Mm. I'm, I'm totally blank now. He was silly. Yeah, he was silly. Oh, he was just like he was just, just destroyed. Patterson, like, look, Patterson's not really a right back, but he was just absolutely. I I thought Pato had a good game. I thought Patterson God, did about like he got help. Like Patterson Delgado, I thought did about as well as they could under the circumstances. Yeah. Yeah, now that's and, – and you know what? I mean, honestly, we're not – I don't think we're going to have a game like that again the rest of the season. Leicester. We've got a couple – Leicester yeah. and Leeds yeah. are both going to be very good, although we will get them after they have presumably sold some players. Yeah. But we will also have had more practice. Sure. We will also have had players in there. I mean, Musaba showed up at the club on, like, Thursday, <laughs> right, <laughs> and played on Saturday. You know, this is not this is not a finished uh, product by any means. So that, that's why my word was acceptable. It's look, it, it's, it's one of those things lose, where, but... yeah, like we talked last year, like, oh, maybe we'll look back at this draw and think it'd be a good point. Look, that would have been a really good point if they could have gotten it. Been a great it would have been a great yeah. point. And like it didn't come off. Yeah, I don't. Uh, Crowd was great, by the way. Uh, yep. I'm, I'm very understandably quiet in the first half. I mean, there's literally nothing to cheer. As I mean, you say that like they didn't boo them off after the first half of the Stockport so game yesterday. That that that's <laughs> another issue. We'll get to that game, yeah. but just for for them to show up for Southampton, it, I actually wrote it down. They, they knew uh, what it was. I wrote it down in my notes. Do not have the right side of defenders to deal with the dozy at all. It's a dozy, apparently. Yeah. No. Yeah. No. No. Nothing. No, they were they were just a clear class above us. Yeah. And you know what? We are as much as, you know, we talked last week, you know, I, I think we'll we'll be okay and yeah, the end. I'm like, not super I worried. But we do have we have literally the smallest uh we have the poorest team in this division, right? <laughs> quite now, a, quite a again, role reversal. Team valuation. Again. Yeah. Yeah. Isn't the I, so. I I only glanced at it briefly, like the most valuable player on the squad is considered to be Deshaun Bernard, isn't it? I think. Oh God, I don't know. Sure. Yeah. Uh, that takes us to Stockport in the League Cup yesterday. One-one uh, draw when Wednesday won. Uh, was it four-one on pens? Yep. Uh, my so I listened to it the first half on iFollow. Look, great to hear Robin John again. I, I that was I'd nice. Actually, it was very nice. Yeah. Um, listen to the first half. I fuck it. I'm gonna go to the grocery store. This is like for whatever reason, like because I like, I just wasn't in the mood to listen. Like just sit there and listen to the game without sort of the visual cues. Uh, I went to the grocery store, came back, got put it back on for the goal and penalties. Uh, I watched the the highlights and like on one level, you don't really care about the league cup this year, nor should you. And again, this was basically an opportunity to get a run out for a lot of the new signings. Right? Several several changes ahead of that game. Yep. You know, five, six, seven Brand new goalkeeper who'd been here for like yeah. two days. Same uh, thing. Right. <laughs> you know, the two new uh, completely changed, completely changed the back line. Uh, completely different back four than... Yeah. So that did. was, yeah, I think seven changes. That's and, significant. Yeah, but like, they didn't play well 
It's like the first half sounded dire. From the audience well, was. can I just say this? I will fully own up to uh, I, I take my responsibility of previewing uh, yeah. way more serious than anybody else, including everybody who listens to this does. Mm-hmm. But I take it pretty serious. What I missed about Stockport that I found out and heard a couple days later is that Stockport is not your average League Two team. They have a massive budget. And the, the talk on them was basically that if Wrexham wasn't in that division, right. everybody else in that division would hate Stockport <laughs> for their big spending ways. So this was not, you know, in the preview, I sort of said, whatever, fuck these guys. This is League Two. We should destroy them. But this is not a League Two team. This is a very soon to be within the next year or two League One team who has ambitions a little bit higher than that. Um, and they and came to play. To do it. They apparently looked great. And by the way, their crowd was fucking fabulous. I have that goddamn, their version of Hey Jude uh, County stuck in my head for the last uh, two days. They were, they made a lot of noise. That team came to play. They scored a beautiful goal. Oh, it was a great goal. Um, They they were, they were the one that was hard done by. Yeah. (laughs) Just to get like the highlights, watching highlights again, Wednesday did turn the screws a little bit, especially after some of the subs came out in the second half and you know, scrappy goal. And then look, Wednesday don't miss pens. <laughs> they get four great pens. Oh, we didn't even have our best penalty taker available. Yeah. So, right. Yeah. We'll get to that uh, in the Wednesday news section. Boy, but Bannon's, uh, Bannon. Yeah. Just Bannon, Bannon's penalty was unbelievable. He's feeling it. Yeah. Unfucking believable. That's, that's so, my, so I will silly. say my favorite moment in that game. Uh, so Gregory steps up for the win. Absolutely. Blasts it into the net and he does the jack hunt turn turnaround realizes <laughs> nobody cares because it's the first round of the league cup uh, and then just sort of looks around looks at the ref and just walks over to the ref and like shakes his hand <laughs> <laughs> just like yeah he doesn't get the jack hunt mob unfortunately good pen though no there go. but that should fit into your uh, your word for this game though hmm. well yeah. words but yeah need it like look guys it wouldn't have been the end of the world if they were out, but it's good to get a win, good to get a late winner at Hillsborough again, and just kind of, you know, get a little momentum going because it's not a, you know, this is, after this, they got a, a few winnable fixtures coming up, right, the next few in the league. So just to get win under your belt, uh, and I guess somewhat dramatic circumstances for the 10,000 people that actually showed up, but... <laughs> Yeah. Who? Uh, but but you're right. That's like out of that ten thousand, there were seven thousand Wednesday fans, and yeah. probably out of that group, a good half of them booed the shit out of this <laughs> team coming off. So like, it's like guys, I agree could with give you. them a little bit of. It's, it's right. like Jesus. But for that reason, and the way that our fan base has been the last, well, maybe forever, but especially a handful of years, I I think you're right. That was a needed win. I I think it really settled everybody down to where everybody could say well we didn't play that great and we maybe we weren't prepared and we're not as ready to be as we want to be but you know what we we got to win we scrapped we battled we we finished you know reminded you a little bit of last year's team right yeah. never say die um and and it gives a little bit of positive feeling yeah, Coming back in, was unlucky the, not to equalize a few minutes earlier with his header too. So. It's true. It's true. Uh, maybe, maybe it's not positive. It's just a lack of negativity yeah, <laughs> that leaves us all feeling <laughs> feeling a little better about it. But 
Yeah, credit credit to Stockport. That was a, a great crowd, a team that, you know, seemingly played some really good football. They should feel hard done by. Um, and you know what? For them, very good, man. Concentrate on that league. Get out of <laughs> League 2, which I assume uh, is even worse than League 1. Uh, probably, yeah. So before we wrap up the matches, now that we've had two of them for what it is, obviously this team is a work in progress. Where do you think the immediate improvements need to come from, Justin? Um, I mean, I think we don't... You you heard, or I assume people saw Bannon's interview. Uh, yeah. I think it was with the Star this week, right. where he talked about how he had to change from this, like, I can just run around like an asshole and do what I want to, I have to be in a certain spot. And I, I think that kind of goes for everybody. They're learning a new system, not, not tactically per se, although it is tactical, but, um, I mean, Ben is just not going to have the time and space on the ball. He had in league one either. Well, of course, but, yeah. but what they're being asked to do is, you know, so it's not even the tactics. It's strategically, right? Yeah. The way that they want to play. Right. If he's going to be ball. in that dub- double pivot, that's like a very specific, it's not a free roaming role. And Windass too, right? Playing on the, whether it's a 4-2-3-1 or a 4-3-3. Again, he can't do his kind of freelancing that he likes to do either. Well, it it looks like it looks like he wants to do a 4-2-3-1 with a mm. double pivot. I think he would like to have Bannon at the 10 and Windass out on the left. I think it's sort of an ideal world at this point. Um, you know, that said, again, it, it's all just new for them. So yep. I, I think what we really need to just do is keep these guys on the training pitch, get them used to each other, get yep. them used to the movements, uh, the timing, all of that, and start to see us be able to just control the ball yep. a little bit. You know, that that's what I would like to see. And, and to be honest, I... I'm fairly confident that we're going to see that. I guess my concern is this. I don't, I'm a little bit concerned about where the goals are going to come from at this point. Big time. uh, For a variety of reasons. So I thought, I don't know that they're going to do this, but man, I kind of like Musaba more central. as like a more of a true number nine or or, or a false nine playing a little bit like, I thought he's just a little more direct. When they moved now to the wing after Fletcher came on and when Fletcher was, was playing centrally against Stockport, he just didn't, he was a little, again, a little more regimented. If he's in that more central, he can be a little more freelancy. So I'm curious to see how that plays out uh, over the course of the season as well. And he might be the backup striker at this point, which we'll again get to. I'm, the I'm wondering, week, so. I'm wondering to see if that's not, you know, once everybody gets a hold of the system, if that front four doesn't become a little more fluid. So sure, Musaba sure, lines sure. up on the outside, but you know, if like obviously he's middle. a winger at Monaco because Monaco probably has some 24 year old French international number nine. I, I've not watched a lot of AS Monaco recently, but though that kind of really, grab hold of that role but for the 2023 2024 Sheffield Wednesday season in the championship <laughs> uh, he might offer something a little a little more we'll see we'll see how it plays out but yeah I just don't know where the where the goals are going because both the Gregory and Backenson goals were pretty scrappy right we haven't had that uh, 
that nice. Yeah, I thought the Gregory goal was a nice take. The back was, was a complete scrap. Was, yeah, just like <laughs> toe poke. Yeah, that was like some '90s crap football. <laughs> yeah, uh, <laughs> but you, you take know. it in that situation. We definitely take it. I was, I was, I was shocked at how excited I was when it went in. I, I not that I had given up or didn't care, but it was sort of like, well, mm. this shit happens. Let's move on. And when it went in, I yeah, went, yeah, oh, we get a pen, and we never lose pens. I listen. I'm going to keep talking that one up, huh? Yeah. And again, we didn't even have our best penalty taker. No. So, what out of bio? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if you didn't see that clip, uh, track it down. Yeah. But for now, we'll take a break. Come back to the Wednesday news and preview the whole city matchup. Now it's time for some Wednesday news. And uh, two transfers in since we last recorded. As rumored and now as fulfilled. They both already played for Wednesday. Uh, Davis Vasquez on loan from AC Milan in between the sticks. And Anthony Wasaba. So I, I didn't realize it's a full transfer. from We, we bought a player from AS Monaco. Yeah. <laughs> That's uh, Wednesday up in the... Uh, maybe not on the European nights at least, but... Uh, Getting some uh, continental players in. That's huge. And, you know, we didn't even mention this really in the last game, but Vasquez with two penalty saves yeah. in his debut, man. That's that's pretty good stuff. Yeah, and like the so the first one looks easy, but to read it and not move, because if you don't move and you're wrong, you look stupid. It's the same way if you kick it down right. the middle and he doesn't move, you look stupid. But, yeah, to read it that well. And he read the second save uh, really well as well, too. And it was, you know, it was hit hard and he got a good hand to it and, and so on and so forth. Uh, yeah, obviously couldn't do anything to the, for the first goal, but, uh, do you think there's a, this has kind of come up, uh, I saw, I think it was Rob Staten sort of defended, uh, Cameron Dawson, I think on his podcast, but like, and look, I don't think Cameron Dawson's done anything to lose a number one shirt. Right. But you also don't bring in a keeper from you know an international keeper from ac milan and not make him the first choice right i don't know i don't have a good answer for this but well i, I think they're going to challenge for it uh, yeah what, I my, what 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 i worry for dawson we'll talk a little bit about this in the hall preview hmm. is that uh distribution wise with the ball at his feet right again this is one of the things like how does how does Munoz want to play, right? That's what it comes and, down to. Well, and he like, probably wants to play like it's football in 2023. Which means yeah. You need to keep well, look, it's not like it's not like Darren speed. Moore didn't have Cameron Dawson playing out from the back. But if you look at, especially the central defenders he brought in, you know, uh, Diaby and uh, Bernard, especially, you know, not Bernard that, especially, right? Bernard especially. And look, Iorfa is fine with the ball at his feet. Well, and we saw last game, I thought Femweo and uh, especially a Hegway uh, oh, I mean, obviously Femweo was playing on the, you know, I, I the fullback role, but he, he did look good with the ball at his feet and driving a little bit too, yeah. I'm pretty sure Hegway led our team in passes, which yeah. again, you know, it's probably I mean, like because four, that's why but... the, the entire game was played in Wednesday half, so that might yeah. be why, but yeah. Uh, but no, that is how they want to play, and like Vasquez is going to you know, probably fit that a little bit better, and that's just the reality of the situation i mean well guess we'll see against hull right when the squad is announced at I'm, seven I'm, very curi- I'm very yeah. curious to see yeah uh 
as far as like squad decisions go for Ho, uh, will Michael Smith be in the squad? Will Michael Smith be a Wednesday player come Saturday? I, that is the I think player. so. Yeah, no, I mean, yeah. I, I heard those rumors. It sounds exactly like something that ITK Derby fans fucking make up. I mean, this I, happens I like every, so, like, because they, they were in for Gregory in January, right? And look, this happens. Well, but happened. Derby you look called at it, and said, hey, can we have Smith? So there's there's two ways to look at this, right? No, Derby's especially talking about like a loan and stuff. But I do not think we should loan Michael Smith out to League One for a variety of reasons. Well, what's what's in it for us? Right, that's the thing. There's, like there's we wages, like we don't give a shit them. about paying wages. Clearly, uh, look if if they want to pay a fee requisite for his skill in League One and the fact that he's still under contract, I think for another two years, then yeah. fine. Like, look, Wednesday can can look at that, right? You know, it's, every player like you got to be a little more you know, mercenary about this kind of stuff where they are right now, right? You got to balance the books and whatnot at this level. And it seems like Gregory is going to be the first choice striker in this setup regardless. So well, yeah, maybe. I, I don't know. It's, it's early to see. It but. is. But like, again, I get why if they're having any sort of serious discussions with, yeah, he doesn't get in the squad, he doesn't get in games. That's fine. They, we saw this with what, Forestieri a couple, well, more than a couple of years ago when Newcastle was, talking about signing him i guess they didn't happen with joao he like scored the last game <laughs> that uh he was here but yeah i don't have uh again if they want to pay a fee commensurate for what a 20 goal a year striker in league one gets i don't even know what that is nowadays it's probably not insignificant but that's a conversation that you know the technical director and the coach and yeah the chairman I'm can have with with Darby, but the coach, hopefully. Mm-hmm. Um, no, and we listen. I got to be honest, and, and I'm a huge Michael Smith fan, yeah. and I I actually think Michael Smith can be an effective player at this level if you put him in situations to be successful. But uh, if somebody says, "Hey, here's uh, a million and a half for your 32 year old striker," uh, you got it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So it's so, the yeah. reality of it, right? <laughs> right? Thank, thank you, Michael Smith. Thank you, you for your service. You yes, wonderful man. Yes, <laughs> yes, I will. I will gladly. I will miss you on pen, certainly, if nothing and, else. Uh, go halvesies on a large pizza with you if I yeah. ever see you. But um, no, but I, I, I think that at least for now, Derby said, "Hey, Michael Smith." You know, I'm sure. I'm home, sure they have their own designs the on. Why would we do that? Yeah, Why they have their own designs that? on promotion, and yeah, having a twenty goal, a year striker to. Add to your squad at that level. Is, then pay for it. Yeah, that's fine. Then like then again, they can have those conversations. We're not privy to them. We'll just move on. And maybe another incoming transfer as well. They've been linked to another Diaby, uh, not related. Momo Diaby, uh, on loan from Porto Menese in the in the Portuguese Liga. I do not know much about him. He's related to uh, the Arsenal Diaby, as I recall. Is he? Yes. I didn't know that. Dude is a monster. Six foot He's six, six foot midfielder. Six. <laughs> I saw some of the pictures um, and just, yeah, look, they need another person midfielder. in that. You know, you, you want to, it's, it goes back to like the, is he, is he French Tom Huddlestone? I don't know, but he, he looks the part of nothing else. You want that big guy in that double pivot that can back that can just be a menace and break up play and go, you know, body to body against a striker trying to get a ball over the top and just again 
that gives you flexibility with the other person to double pivot, right? You can set up a little more defensively with him and back and thin. If you want buyers in there, it's or like sort of playing box, off him or right. box. Yeah. So it, it just gives them, and we saw in Southampton, outside of everything else, they got to run in midfield. That was a major factor, I think, in Southampton having 75% possession. Is that right. they just were and not some, able some to of that was tactical. Some of it was tactical. It was also yeah. talent. But also, yeah, if yeah, you have a six foot talent. six guy leaning on uh, that front three, Who I think he can run with the ball. From can run with the ball. I, I saw some flicks. Yeah. He, he can advance the ball out of midfield with the ball at his feet. He's comfortable. So, hey, hey, bring him in, man. <laughs> yeah. They bring need a little in. more midfield depth at this point, too, anyway. So it seems like, is Liam Palmer just a defensive midfielder now? That was a little weird that he came out in that mm. role as a. No, I thought. I thought that was a bit of a strange sub, but if you looked at what their bench was, they had nobody else. They had nobody else. So they, they had nobody else. That was that was really the only thing that that uh, Zisco could have done at that point. But and, and you know Palmer didn't look great. Again, he was he was busy directing traffic as yeah. Ward Prowse ran right by him. But right. that's fine. He's also been hasn't he been out all preseason? Right. He's, he's not up. like neither he or he nor Byers are fully up to match fitness now at this point. I assume so. We'll see how that plays out. Uh, it's all good. I'll, I'll take the big boy, though. I'm yeah. uh, happy getting another another body in like that. The uh, ones they got in the hopper for round two of the League Cup, and they will be visited by Mansfield Town sometime in end of August, early September. I haven't looked exactly when it is yet, but another midweek fixture, fixture at Hillsborough. So I looked this up, Justin. Uh, they did play in the Pizza Cup. They played two years ago in the Pizza Club's Cup. So Wednesday's first uh, foray into League One, or their most recent foray into League One. Uh, they beat Mansfield Town 2-1 in the Pizza Cup that year. Can you guess the two goal scorers for Sheffield Wednesday? No, but I should be able to because I actually remember us playing them because yeah. that was the first time we'd played them since the... Uh, mm. Look, if you if you can get one of if you can get one of the two, I will be impressed. But I'm I'm not gonna bother, nor am I gonna bother to cheat yeah. looking it up. It's uh Maybe. it's Lewis Wang and Florian Camberry. Oh God. <laughs> uh both both guys that I think got a mildly harsh treatment by Wednesday fans, but sure. That's okay. <laughs> Other news this week, uh with his start, I think it was in the Stockport game. Barry Bannon has moved into the top 20 in all-time appearances at Sheffield Wednesday. He was 369, 359, something like that. I think he's got a shot to go over 400 this year. Obviously, Palmer is already over uh, 400. Man, time flies. <laughs> the, uh, it's, it's, it's a little unusual, right? Because you look at some of the just players just move so much more now that... It's a little, feels that way for it sure. It does feel that way, right? Because you look at he just like tied like Peter Shirtliff. I would say completely different era of of Wednesday football. And even the nineties they moved a fair bit too. But you look at like the I don't know who actually holds the record. It might be Pressman actually. I think he's up there. But uh it's like a, a lot of like forties and fifties players and things like that. I guess, you know, you were like working in the mines part time then too, so maybe your careers weren't <laughs> as long. But but yeah, it's like again, it's then you can't uh, you can't move to a new club because uh, your job is in Sheffield. Your job is in Sheffield, yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's just it's it's funny to think about just like Palmer and and Bannon, just how long they've they've been here now, and 
Bennett had a great great quote this week. I don't know if you saw it, where he's like, "All the old guys said, like, you can't. Uh, it's gonna catch up with you sooner or later." He's like, I, "If I drink now, it just takes me like two to three days to recover." And right. I'm like, "Ah, footballers, they're just like us. <laughs> us being like dudes in their forties that can't drink anymore, basically." But yeah, fair enough. Speak for yourself. Uh, I used to put them back, big boy. <laughs> I just don't feel great for like three days after. Yeah. I just like, uh, I, 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 there's always a, you know, a difficult thing to suss out in the middle of The only player since yep. uh, Don Megson retired in 1970, the only player in the top 10 is indeed Kevin Pressman. Yeah. Uh, with 478 appearances. But so Teddy Davidson is 10th with 424. Mm -hmm. I don't know who that is. Obviously, he played from 1908 to 1926. But you're talking about Bannon's probably got. What is his contract? Two more years right now? Uh, uh, I think it's this year and next. I think it's the extension. Yeah, right? so that's a two years. Well, I mean, this year's just started. So two years. I mean, if he plays 70 games, he's suddenly in the top, you know, six, seven, eight all yeah. time for this club. That's pretty again, amazing. You know, we've had this conversation before, and, uh, you know, I'd, my probably my refrain that you're probably tired of at this point is, you know, the the history of Sheffield Wednesday is the entire history of Sheffield Wednesday. And look, we all, we all love the nineties teams. How can you not? David Hurst, Chris Waddle, John Sheridan, you know, Kevin Pressman, certainly. But the, again, we are people of a certain age, but uh, again, the, you know, if you're 25 years old, God bless you. Barry Bannon's the best player you've seen in a Wednesday shirt day in, day out. Right. Um, overall total package, yeah. yeah. I mean, I, I think there have been guys who probably had yeah better, like, peaks, better at their peak, yeah. But you know, yeah, Chris Brunt, obviously, you know, a long time from the league <laughs> player. But yeah, but you know, but yeah, but as far as like in the Wednesday shirt, day in day out, yeah. No, I, I just, I, you know, whatever. It's, it's such that uh, vague uh, term, and it's ubiquitous, but nobody actually knows what it means, even though everybody says it. But like. You know, there's a feeling to it. It's not mm -hmm. a factual thing, but like, he's a club legend, yep. right? And I know everybody wants, oh, you'd win shit and this and that. Mm -hmm. Well, fuck you. This guy's been doing everything for this club for I saw him, what, I saw eight, him, nine years now. I'm pretty reliably know? informed that he uh, hoisted a trophy at Wembley lately, and there's this not too many people true, <laughs> in Wednesday history that can say that. It's very true. I, I do not like to... Uh, I don't recognize... Uh, sub first division honors generally but it is it is truth that very bad the entire history of Wembley. the club is the entire history of the club justin that is true and the club will head to hull city at the weekend take it away justin oh fuck uh so jeff when i say hull city to you what do you think uh flamingo land obviously there's an airport oh, there flamingo. uh <laughs> Good, good. I a very unfortunate that. goal at Wembley that Tom Lees did not close down on quickly enough. <laughs> uh, that, that whole fucking game. Yeah, yeah, that's what I always go back to. I didn't realize we played them like seven times since then. Yeah. Um, they had but, another, I remember we were at a family day at some place in Midtown and they scored another annoying late equalizer. Yes, that's right. I forgot all about that. Um, we... Uh, I'm sorry, we played them six times since that game. Mm. We have one win, two draws, three losses. Three losses have been the last three in a row. Um, 
interestingly, they swept us in the 2019-2020 championship. Yeah. Uh, and then they got relegated. We did not, and we passed each other. Right, uh, they, two they years came back ago. up. They we, came up. A bit. we went back down. Um, so for people who weren't around in 2016 or just forget, this is going to be one of the shortest club previews ever because Hull is a shit, shit club. So this is Hull City Association Football Club, formed in 1904. Uh, they've been a second, third division club most of their history. They did make the Premier League in 2008 and, and were the FA Cup runners-up in 2014 mm -hmm. to Arsenal. Um, they had a they beat uh, the time. They beat the Blades in the semi of that uh, one, didn't they? Or did Arsenal? I thought... I'd... No, I don't know. I don't remember. Uh, I, I just Hull, was curious uh, who they who they lost to. Um, they had that weird Hull Tigers thing where their new mm, owner was yeah, like, yeah. "We're going to call you Hull Tigers." And uh, you know what? That's it. Like that's it. That's Hull City Football Club. There is nothing. There's a great thing where there's an airport. Reliably informed. This spring, maybe even this summer, the Hull City official account put out mm. a. Uh, like notice of biggest Hull rivals, and the best part about this was they were like our number. Oh, one I remember this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember. Yeah. I, remember I think I put and it in the WhatsApp Wednesday, group. Wednesday. I'm like, what? Is... It was oh, like all the like because yeah, they they have no rivals. So it's interesting. The only thing they play in that resembles a derby is the Humber uh, Derby because the River Humber or Umber. Yes. I don't know. Forgive me. Uh, but what's interesting is the two other clubs in this Humber, Humber Derby are Scunthorpe and Grimsby. Right. They're on the Lincolnshire side of the river. Right, and then the Yorkshire Hull side. Hull is yeah. on the Yorkshire side. So if you ask Scunthorpe or Grimsby who their rival is, they're like, well, it's not Hull. Basically, Hull has no rivals. They have no history of any success. They have no honors. They have no trade. It's just they're fucking terrible. It, it's really it's something else. Um so fuck them, but the team that we're going to be dealing with, and I thought this was great too. Last year they came in fifteenth in the championship, which mm -hmm. is pretty squarely mid table. Uh, they had fourteen wins, sixteen losses, and sixteen draws. That smells pretty average. Uh, at home, they were fifteenth in the table. Uh, that's pretty average. And away, they were sixteenth in the table, which is pretty average. This is an incredibly you know, and I, I, say, I did remember correctly. They did beat Sheffield United at Wembley five three. It was a wild, uh, a proper proper cup tie, as they say. There you go. And Hull would claim that. It oh, was, a was that the? Derby. I think, I think that was the year that Wednesday would have played Sheffield United in the quarterfinal. They hadn't lost that terrible replay to Charlton, if I recall correctly. Mm -hmm. I think that was the same season. Could be. I forgot about that fucking Charles. Yeah, I did too. Always, Hull just stupid. always involved in things I don't want to remember about. Uh, <laughs> um, so last year, very mid, very mid table. Although, kind of an interest. They were really garbage for a little while when Liam Rossinger came in, and we'll, we'll talk about him a little bit. Um, he really settled them down. So that fifteenth place finish was uh, comfortable. Uh, shall we say? Uh, 
their only match so far this year, they lost two to one at Carroll Road uh, against uh, Norwich. Uh, they kind of got dominated. Uh, not quite as bad as us against uh, uh, Southampton, but but very similar. Seeded all the possession, seeded all the shots. Really had a difficult time. Um, their manager actually, uh, Rossinier, got a red card during that game. But rather than appealing it, he was out. Uh, took the touch touchline ban for the Carabao Cup game that they lost. Um, so we probably I to mention, remember... like one of the Wednesday coaches got a yellow card in the Southampton game. I did not see what that, that was... was all about. <laughs> uh, apparently, oh, I I forget. I did hear what it was. It was absurd. It was something to do with. I mean, he was asking questions. The, I think the refs are going to be very, very hard. Yeah, they are. They're very good. They, they said I'm, that. We got a lot of stoppage time. We got more yellow cards. You normally say which fine. Uh, everything I'm saying, they're trying to take control. Um, we, I think people may remember uh, Rossinier from as a player. He was a fullback in the 2000s for all of those, for like 15 years, for all of the mid-table championship and League One clubs. Um, after he retired, he, he got a coaching job at Brighton. Ended up coaching uh, at Derby uh, and then took over as interim coach for uh, when Rain Rooney left. Mm-hmm. Um, finished out that season. They let him go. He since got hired by Hull. Um, he likes to play a 4-4-2. Um, always works the ball out of the back. Um, the idea is to draw you in and then hit you kind of quickly. Big fan of a double pivot with a 6 and an 8. Uh, the 6 will be John Michael uh, Siri and the eight last game was somebody I've never heard of named Regan Slater, um, who really pushed forward. Um, he likes to have the wide midfielders in this 4 4 2 hug the touchline. Um, they will push up when in attack, um, along with that number eight to get five players in attack. So it almost looks like a two, three, five. The two fullbacks will push up into the middle. Um, and against Norwich, uh, what Norwich did to really neutralize any semblance of a press they had was that they just used the goalkeeper to create a three-on-two press versus those front two. And I think we saw that with the Wednesday game. When you're trying to press with just two, it's real easy for the other team to provide a third player to break through that press, uh, which you know we struggled with in the whole first half against Southampton. And from what I saw with Hull, they couldn't handle that with Norwich because they were trying to press for the front two. Um, really interesting thing about this lineup. So they had a new owner who came in through a bunch of money. Check out some of these numbers. Last year, they had 32 players on their roster, which is a big roster. Mm-hmm. Not the biggest, but it's a big roster. They brought in 18 players over the course of last season. They shipped out 20 they had eight loanies come in. They loaned out 26 players last Chelsea-esque. year. Chelsea-esque. Now, those, yeah, no, it's it's totally Chelsea-esque. It was a new owner who came in, splashed a bunch of cash, bought everybody, and suddenly realized, fuck am I doing with all these guys? But you imagine bringing in 18 players and then having to bring in eight loans no. on top of that? Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, no. In their defense, their numbers have been a little more normal this year. Mm. Uh, fit right in. Um, players we're going to be looking for. One of their forwards is uh, Liam Delap. Yeah, people may have heard of. Yep. Uh, Man City Wonderkind. 
very excited about him. He had their only goal in their opener. Um, Jean-Michael Sari uh, will be their central defensive midfielder. Slater was alongside him. They have not that Adama Traore. But the other one Adama of, one of like, Well, there's like six Adama Traores. Yeah. He's the other one that plays in England. Um, he's going to be a right-sided midfielder. They have Aaron Conley up front, mm-hmm. who we saw a couple years ago in the championship. Uh, I think Brighton loaned him out to somebody. He was very good. He's been an Irish international. You know, Lewis Coyle's been around forever in this league. Yeah, and he's still only 27. Yeah, but somehow. He's their right back. He's their captain. He's yeah. good. And their other forward who got the start first game was a Turkish guy named Ozan Tufan. Mm-hmm. Um, he didn't seem like he did much. But, you know, it, it's going to be tough going on the road. Yeah. Um, I kind of like where we are right now being a road team and the way that the road team wants to sit back, soak up pressure and counter. Mm-hmm. Um, I think we showed that we're, you know, we understand that role and, and how to do that. Um, but I think we're going to need a keeper who's very comfortable in the ball at their feet and, mm-hmm. and in order to help, uh, stop this press the same way that Norwich very easily did. And I think to me that says we're uh, Cam Dawson's going to find himself on the bench on Saturday. Um, and we're going to see, uh, I wouldn't be surprised at all to see Bernard get a start, uh, maybe alongside the uh, Heckway who performed very well. Uh, so I don't know. It's going to be interesting. I mean, we, we have a rough idea what we want to see. We didn't really get a chance to see it the first game, but, you know, it is that four-two-three-one. We do want to build out of the back. Um, you know, move that ball up front. Um, yeah, I'd be curious to see. It, it it feels like. I mean, you alluded to it earlier. It feels like it should be a winnable game, mm. or at least a point on the road. Right? Every game away to Hull to me feels like a one-one draw. So, <laughs> I mean, that's not up for that fair. right now. So, it is what it is. Um, I am very curious to see how they what the actual lineup is, right? Cause you got to start, look, it's a long season, but you got to start kind of figuring out who your best 11 is, right? You've had a full week of training now with the squad more or less set, obviously, you know, Momo Diaby might be in in the next uh, couple of days, but probably not a factor for Saturday at that. And then, yeah, do you know, is it, no, we'll Who are the fullbacks is my main question, I think, at this point. Because, you know, you can, you have four center backs you can start, I think, and be reasonably comfortable with, right? Five, really, if you include uh, Femewo, who played at, played at left back last Friday. But the fullbacks get a little trickier, right? You know, Marvin Johnson wasn't in the squad on Tuesday. Really isn't, uh, maybe not defensively minded enough for that position in the league. You know, he mostly played left wing in uh, preseason. You know, Palmer is Palmer ready to start at right back. You know, you know, Paul Valentin did not get great uh, accolades coming off the Stockport County game, but again, he's been there for two weeks. So, how much do you want to read into that? Uh, you know, Reese James obviously uh, around as well at left back. I just, I don't know. It's gonna take some time. I would like them to get a get a point or three at the. Weekend, uh, that would feel a, a point. A point would feel big. I, I feel it like would, getting... right? but I think we all know it's going to take a little time. But again, it's, you know, they got some winnable fixtures this month, right? It's like Cardiff and 
I say QPR coming next week. I looked at this today. I don't remember already. That's how. Uh... Oh, I forget. But yeah, geez, I QPR is a flipping disaster. That would be a delight to get them at this yeah, point. There weren't in the any. Uh, I, I looked at it and I was like, uh, oh, they're Preston at home. You know, it's winnable. Yeah. Good. ESPN Plus. I mean, this league, for this league's reason. good, man. No, it is. This league's good. There's some. Uh, no, it is. Some yeah. really good teams. There's not a lot of shitty teams. Um, we got our work cut out for us. But I, I do like. I just I, we we need to not be booing this team off the pitch. <laughs> fucking two games in the in, in the like, Carabao Cup. Yeah. <laughs> in the Carabao Cup of all things, right? When you make uh, seven changes and, yeah. and do that, it's. You know, it wasn't it, a good first half, but like. No, it was kind of, and look, it hasn't been a good I summer, heard. right? Like, I've done more podcasts this summer than I've. I had somebody <laughs> right. like respond to, yeah, on Twitter, like, "What's up? What happened with the Darren Moore situation?" Like, I just still don't fucking know. <laughs> it's not great, yeah, but I, I not... still don't, I don't have an actual answer for you. Yeah, I don't answer questions about Wednesday to non-Wednesday fans these days. I just go, "Yeah, I don't." Yeah, know. I don't. I don't. I don't, I don't have. Uh, <laughs> I don't know what to tell you. Up the owls. Uh, this is episode 224 <laughs> of the Owls Americast. You can find us on the internet at owlsamericas.com. You know the show at owlsamericas at gmail.com. Find and follow us on Twitter and Instagram at owlsamericas. Our podcast intro and bumper is my fellow Wednesday at Driving to the Makers. The podcast is on all the places where you get podcasts. All those places. All of those places. Wherever you choose to consume the Owls Americast, we ask you to rate and review the show. So it's more Wednesday. It's find our ramblings. Justin is on Twitter at England Owls. Uh, God, there's like nothing to even ask with like a whole city away game coming up. Uh, uh, <laughs> I'll, I'll see Justin, would you like to, uh, with, with Michael Smith possibly going to Derby, would you like to amend who is going to be Wednesday's leading goal scorer this season? <laughs> oh, God. I... Uh... <laughs> Yes, but not because I think Michael Smith is going to Derby. I yeah. think that's uh, I think that's wishful thinking yeah. on Derby County's part. And uh, again, if they would like to make it happen, they need to come up with uh, I don't know somewhere between one and two. Uh, Where's the money, Lebowski? In the next, uh, <laughs> give us the money, Lebowski. <laughs> <sighs> Anthony Musaba, uh, eleven, and we'll see you back here next week.